We have got uh, Joshua Collings on the telephone uh, joining us here on 3MDR to talk about his experiences uh, in the township of Kajua. Welcome uh, to the uh, studio phone line. Uh, Josh, nice to have your uh, company and thank you very much for sharing your story um, with us today. No problems. And uh, I know it's been quite a few, uh, quite a hectic few weeks for yourself. Um, you're a former Hill uh, Hills local. Yeah, I lived in uh, Belgrave, um, Emerald, Gembrook, Avonsley, and um, uh, other places. I moved every year, basically. Every year, but stayed within uh, the Dandenong Ranges. Yeah. And uh, yeah. approximately three years ago, you made a, a, a longer distance move. Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, moved up, so uh, Kate got pregnant, and then I started nesting and decided that we needed to move uh, far away to the country to have the perfect uh, uh, little spot to bring up our little fella, um, Tully. Yeah, now for those that don't don't know, we should uh, mention that uh, you're the partner of uh, musician Kate Crowley. Yes, who's, uh, highly played on your station, I think. Absolutely. We did play uh, one of Kate's songs this morning, uh, Mara Moon, oh, uh, this morning, and I'm guessing it's oh. a bit of a moonscape up there on the Upper Murray. Oh, it's, that's a very good description. It's um, lifeless in a lot of ways. Like, uh, I just had, got, had some footage, uh, I just saw some footage of um, 200, just, and this is just off one farm, mm. 200 cattle in the back of a truck just oh, being gosh. dumped into a hole to be covered up so stuff doesn't spread. And that's happening on every single farm. This is so, this is thousands of hectares we're talking about, isn't it, uh, Josh, of uh, farmland oh, with livestock? Uh, I know 50, that... 50,000, I think, the last thing I heard was. Wow. Uh, that's what fencing is going to be anyway, alone. That's emergency fencing. Yeah. It's, um, it's a... It's a major, major crisis. And when you think of that area burning and you think of Gippsland burning and then um, New South Wales burning, what you're talking about is all for the meat eaters and, and I guess, um, everyone that's um, eating food because those areas are burning too. But we're, we're talking about shortage supplies of all this type of thing in the next couple of months. Like, this is a... Very, very, very big deal. Absolutely. Now, um, can you just explain uh, or advise the listeners that may not be too fami- familiar with the uh, the Upper Murray uh, region? And uh, like I had, to be honest, uh, Josh, I'd never heard of the little township of Kajua. There's lots of townships in Australia that I haven't heard of. Yeah. Uh, and things. So, can you give us a little bit of a sort of a geographical location? Yeah. So, um, Upper Murray is the foothills of the Snow Mountains. It's um, it's about an hour and a half. Woods from uh, Albury, so you go towards the coastline, and if you kept driving, you'd hit Threadbow yep. in an hour, and then you'd go down the mountain and then you'd be into the ocean. So, is that good enough? For oh, it was just outside of Corriong, and uh, just outside of Corriong is Can Coburn, where the hot, uh, snowy hydro scheme is. Oh, yes. Um, and so forth. So, that all that area is under risk right now as well. Right now, so now the township of Kajua, where you've uh, recently settled over the last three yep. years, um, what is left in the town? What did, was there anything that survived, or much that yeah, survived? Yeah, so a lot of a fair few people stay and fight their uh, defend their homes, um, and 
you know, I thought it was stupid at first. Then I, you know, after going back, I see that they actually all are part of the PFA and know how to work against fires. Mm-hmm. And so most people that stayed defended their homes, but there's about 15, 20 homes that have been lost. Um, That's a significant number because I'm assuming it's not a huge town. It's only 250 people in yeah, so that's affected a, a major part of the population for major. the township. Yes. Where were you when the fires tore through the town? Because I, yeah, so, I know you lost your house. Yeah, so we lost everything. Um, we, um, oh, it's always hard to say that. Uh, we, um, we, um, we were at Mario Creek Festival and we heard the fires were in Walwa, so we went home, which is about kilometers away yep um, started preparing um, around our property and getting all our musical instruments together and our, my cameras and stuff and stuff that I knew that if something happened I could use to tell stories um, supply my uh, family with food and um, uh, and and um, probably the most expensive things I own really so we put those in the car drove to a little gallery that I been running in Koryong, a community space, Yep. Um, and um, I actually went back to the festival first to grab the rest of our instruments, um, and people were just having a jolly old time there, um, and we said, well, we're evacuating panic, because it wasn't on the total radar of being a disaster yet, yep. um, so we let our closest people know that we're there, and just had to be very careful, and we'll keep you updated, and then we headed into... Um, Corey, uh, into Koryong to where the gallery was. Um, and then it was pretty much very shortly after that, we just started getting like phone calls upon phone calls of people, um, yeah, asking, um, you know, what to do. It's, it's becoming mayhem, like there's all police everywhere. And, um, and so we just said, well, come here if you can. Um, and we've got a safe spot at the gallery for now, because uh, that's all we knew of at that time. Yep. Um, so we had about 30 people come to the gallery space and, and families we didn't know drove past and see everyone there and they were so scared and we just took them sort of with us and they said, come and join us. And um, so we had beds all over the floor in the gallery and then um, we set up a little TV in the um, computer screen in the gallery office and put all the kids in there to make them calm and so they could watch that and not be blown away by the craziness, went outside, set up sprinkler systems, buckets, um, hoses and towel, wet towels, and uh, had two people on watch um, the whole time. And we just watched the fire creep over Pine Mountain, Mount Minamitite, um, which is our big sort of, you know, it's, it's actually a, um, a monolith that's bigger than Ayers Rock, of all things. Wow. Um, covered in trees, so you can't, it doesn't look like a rock. Uh, but solid. Anyway, so um, I overcame the uh, um, overcame the fire, as in the fire just grew, and the red sky just started to double the size of the mountain. And it's a big, it's a big mountain, and it's like could see it um, from the position we were. We could see Kajiwal starting to catch some light, and our friends' houses, um, and then you saw. Um, moving towards Nariel Creek where we knew there was so many people um, and it was just the most um, well I mean I've never been in that position 
anytime in uh, my life. So we can know. we can only you know I can't even imagine um, how harrowing uh, this sort of experience would be. I know there's a lot of residents here in the Dandenong Ranges, which is a bushfire prone area in itself, and of course. Yeah. Uh, uh, the major event that happened in the Dandenong Ranges was the Ash Wednesday um, bushfires of uh, yep. the 83-84 summer. Yep. And uh, there'll still be a lot of residents that that would still be resonating in their mind. Oh, um, but I think the difference is like, ours is a major. We've got big clear paddocks, but the grass is dry, you know. And just so super fast running when it comes to those very grass fires. Yeah. So hence it was defendable and, and the farmers know that. Um, but in the ones that you're talking about, that they're not so defendable. You know, I think those ones you just get. I'm not a fire expert in any way, but in any situation, I would just be leaving myself. I'm. Uh, uh, that's not my skill set, so I'm just out of there. It's good to um, acknowledge where your skill set lies, uh, Joshua. Yeah, there's no, there's no time for heroes um, in this situation. That's for sure. Yeah. That's it. For those that have just joined us, we're chatting with Josh Collins, uh, who's lost his house in the uh, Kajua fires up in the Koryong Kur- uh, area and the Upper Murray. And uh, Josh is chatting us. Now, you've set up a um, rebuild Upper Murray um, fundraising network. Yeah. And things. So uh, can we just, uh, like, <coughs> despite the fact you've lost everything uh, in your property, uh, in the township, things there, and it seems that you didn't. Did you even go to sleep at all before starting this rebuild up at Murray? How did it? How did you get into it straight so quickly? Um, I think no, I didn't have any sleep. We just sort of like maybe thirty minutes. Maybe I just we were in an evacuation centre, um, and we decided to go down with a massive convoy, which was a freaking scary decision to make when you've got a three and a half year old Ooh. and. Um, you're talking 65 people with fire engines, 18 fire engines, in between all the people. Um, and so, like, flames were still on the side of the road and stuff, and if anything was to happen, they would stop, put out the fire, and keep going. Um, or chop a tree off the road or whatever. So we, in the mountain, we uh, went to a friend's place in Yakandanda, um, and then in Yakandanda... I was just felt so helpless and I couldn't do anything. And I just asked, I knew people that were like organising stuff in town. So I says, what is needed right now? They gave me a list, which was mostly based on generators and fuel. So that was trying to get a power supply back uh, back to certain parts, yeah? Well, to people in Kajiwa, because we needed, they need to hold their, they've all, they're all um, kind of like survivalists. So in natural day, like it's just their natural um, way of life. So... Yeah. Um, we got, um, so they said they've got fridges full of meat, you know, like from animals from their property. So everyone's quite self-sustainable in a, in a normal way. And so they needed generators because the solar panels weren't working and stuff, stuff like that. So, um, I, um, I just thought, okay, well, I can organize that. So I just called Bunnings, negotiated the best deal I could. Um, they, and, um, and then I thought, well, I'll just put it on. Like, I'll just pay for it, and but I'll try to raise some money for it. If I can't get it, I'll just pay for it myself. Um, and then all of a sudden, this I put a GoFundMe page up, and then this guy, Alex, said, um, I'm a builder from... His building, is called, uh, his building company is called Sustainabuild. He um, said, I'll open up all my business accounts so you can access all this money straight away. You don't have to wait for the campaign money. Um, and that's how we got to move so fast. Then I had... 
an amazing lady named Sarah Burden from Gold Coast. She was just like trailing my posts and sharing them with everyone. And I said, you're awesome. Do you want to help me? So she jumped on board. And then we had four other people from Alex's business um, come in and handle the accounts, the management. And they've done this. They helped with the um, the Hay Runners, um, one, of, one of the Hay Runners things set up uh, for another disaster. So they were totally under... Um, it was totally... Um, sorry, hold on. It was totally easy for her, uh, them to um, click into um, uh, emergency mode. Um, are you there still? Yeah, I certainly am, yeah. 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 Um, so emergency mode. So they just all, we started networking. Alex is currently in America, and he's so helpless because he's from the area as well, like 10 kilometres away from where I am. And he's 12,000 miles away. But this is the beauty of the internet, Josh. Oh, my God. So he's in America. Now, he's... Still, he's on holiday. He's meant to be on holidays, but he's been on this with us nonstop, and he's been organising all these oh, big companies, charities like rodeo groups, like to all bring attention to our disaster problem um, in America. And he's on radio stations, raising funds. Like um, it's it's we we know every, there's so many funding campaigns, and everyone needs support. It's true. Um, and people are starting to, and I've, I've had a few labor, oh, I've actually had a few trolls, liberal trolls, yeah, um, coming on our page and, and spruiking liberal stuff, which we don't want to be involved with any political stuff at all. It's you know? not the like time just, for that, is it? It's not the time. It's not the, the time. time. They let them argue between, I wish they wouldn't argue between themselves. I wish they would just do something. So we, um, we just see that. People power is in grassroots movements is by far the fastest way to initiate, activate, and um, and get this stuff done. You know, we just got to get the shit done. So we literally have supplied oh, about fifteen runs of essential needs to the Upper Murray community: um, fuel, petrol, food, medical supplies. Um, Horse food, fencing, masks for the CFA. We've spent about $85,000 now, um, which is just like, I, I couldn't have done this at all by myself. I'm not an organised person. So, <laughs> um, I'm a creative person. I have no idea. Like, But these people just come behind me and they just trail everything that's going on. Um, it's phenomenal. It's like, quite a, it's quite a remarkable story. Absolutely yeah. remarkable story. Yep. And... Uh, so, yeah, so we've got the rebuild Upper Murray. Uh, looking at the face, uh, your Facebook page here, yep. um, which people can hop online and uh, and check that out. Yep. Uh, as you mentioned, um, Josh, you know there's a multitude of um, relief uh, agencies and things where people can donate money uh, to the Victorian Bushfire Appeal and all those sorts of things have been yep. set up. We do need to be mindful uh, or read reports of fraudulent activities oh, is it? Uh, from those unscrupulous people out there doing door knocks, um, oh you know, my God. posing as uh, CFA members, um, asking for cash donations. It happens every single time. Um Unfortunately, so people do need to be uh, vigilant on um, on their generosity. Uh, don't let that stop you from contributing. Exactly, uh, I would say thing. you've just like, oh my god! Like it's this is the biggest disaster that I've. I don't know if there's ever been a bigger one. This 
this big in Australia. And I've spent a fair bit of time in like cafe, like in cafes and stuff, just trying to get computer stuff done because they've got free internet. Yep. Um, and just hearing people, it's it's a really hard thing to hear people talking about it um, in such a lighthearted way because they're not directly connected to it. I feel this must happen with other uh, victims of um, disaster or personal. And I have so much more, um, what's the word for it? Empathy. Empathy, like, yep. I may be like not the most empathetic person normally or something, I don't know, but now it just brings me to tears when I hear people, you know, uh, talking about it in their stories and stuff. It's, I, I've literally had, you know, maybe 10,000 messages and um, emails and, and not, I can't even keep up with any of it. <laughs> you know, it's like, it's amazing. And, 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 and it's the little towns like Kajiwar and Lucyvale and Tintildra, these tiny little towns that actually do so much because they provide food for a large part of Australia. Yes. Like that's all the big farms, you know. That's where that's where everything's coming from. And um, and that's why it's so important to get the things to the little towns. Um, you know, the bigger the big ones like Malakuta and stuff like I only just heard of that that they're getting all this media attention and stuff. I haven't even seen a TV thing. But a little town, they do so much. It's not tourism-based, but it's your supply-based. I think that's, that's I think you've hit the, one of the key words that you've mentioned there is it's not on people's maps because it's not a holiday destination or something. So people, are, you know, it's not at the forefront of people's minds, these smaller yeah. towns, and quite oblivious when you're going to the supermarket as to where I, those goods and that produce has actually come from. I would suggest, though, the... Is a community, or the Dandenong Rangers community, is kind of a sister um, sister town to Koryong and Upper Murray because of the folk festivals up there. Yeah, um, there's a lot. There's a high percentage of people from that area that play music and come to Narrow Creek Folk Festival, like a lot. Yeah, so there, there, there's that connection. Yeah. There through the creative arts yep. uh, network. I do know that there's quite a few gigs coming up too, um, Josh. Uh, just if we could sidestep a little bit, um, oh. it's one of these things that happens uh, where the music community does get together and rally around. And you know they they, they can't hold the hose. Um, it's always on, the poor the, people, right? On the fire grounds. <laughs> yes, this is true, Josh. Um, sadly, it's always that way. Sadly, it's true. But uh, I know there's a lot of benefit gigs um, that have either already been organised in such a short time, or there's uh, you know there's plans um, afoot in various parts uh, for for oh. little fundraisers here and there. Communities want to do as much as they possibly can to help their brothers and sisters up there. Yep. Uh, um, I said I sent out a post saying, um, "Come onto our page." Um, say what you do, find your team, um, organise, deliver. And like, so we've we've seen like twenty music gigs all over Australia and art gigs like formed, and they're sort of all like we're putting them on our event page and stuff as well mm-hmm. to raise money for the rebuild up in Murray because it started on my mind started up for seventeen generators, but now we're looking at what's going to happen after. This happens, and to keep this continuing, and the, these events will be a whole other wave um, in, say, two weeks to a month's time. Another in- injection of cash, and um, I, I've hung out with an architect yesterday, um, talking about how to design um, some kind of uh, modular architectural structure to 
like a communal structure that could be dropped in immediately. Say like, um, you know, a kitchen is always the heart of something. So yep. a kitchen that can supply um, every little place around it or a kitchen that has modular little apartments around it or something that can be like within a week um, dropped there and stuff like that. So, you know, we're trying to look like straight away at what's the bigger picture here and um, and still keep in mind the immediate um, needs of of our community, which is which is currently looking okay for everyone. So... Yeah, yeah, it's that's quite, what we're doing. Yeah, it's amazing. I think that you know, the, like the tiny home, tiny house, uh, that sort of situation is that sort yep. of the the things that you're thinking about transportable um, accommodations and the look, like. This is this is the thing with our with our council. Um, not, I don't want to bag them out at all, but it takes six weeks to even get a response to uh, anything on a building permit um, for one simple little question. So what we're trying to do is create something that's within. Um, building guidelines, but we didn't have to contact them at all. So it's based around something that fits in the country landscape. Yep, and best kind practice. of like a shed. Yeah. But also like something on skids that can be moved fastly, but not exactly a tiny home, no. Yeah, right. Yeah, so it's interesting. Yeah, when it, when it comes to tackling that bureaucracy yep. uh, and things, it certainly doesn't make uh, anyone's job any easier, particularly on this. And this recovery um, period is going to be weeks, months and years for, for these yes. communities. Absolutely, um, yes. And uh, I know it's one of those things, particularly with modern media, and and uh, you know it's getting a lot of attention now. Obviously, as it yep. uh, as it should do. Yep. Um, the, you know, the fire season hasn't finished in some places; it hasn't even started yet, Josh. Yeah, um, absolutely. Well, one thing I've really discovered is um, the, the media are really focused on um, bigger towns. Well, not the media actually; it's not the media. It's Malacuta is. People can access that place. The media can get there. The media are not allowed into the Upper Murray currently. Yep. For whatever reason, um, then they can't get in there. They can't take a photo and they can't do a footage. So how can they tell a story? Yeah. Um, so that's what I've been um, trying to help as much as possible is relay the story um, so that we, we just don't get forgotten because um, the Upper Murray is an extremely important regional farming and people's homes and community and um and we need to make sure it does not get forgotten that and that is you know there's a real danger of that isn't there josh um, oh, it's, it's 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 um as weeks go by absolutely it's it's a real big danger that it will just get forgotten and, and they'll focus all the money on the big centers and i did i did hear something about um a politician say something about well why are the people even living in these areas oh my god and uh, I won't say it was ScoMo, but <laughs> oh, oh, don't don't get started. <laughs> it's, the mind boggles, mate. Uh, honestly, what a um, fuckwit. The, so, the the lack of leadership. Um, yeah. At that federal level, and we don't expect our politicians to be out there holding the hoses. Well, no, we but do we expect, expect them, them not to, be, to be in Hawaii. We do so. expect them to be in the country. Yeah. And uh, and leading. Yes. And it's uh, it's been sorely lacking um, in that regard. Uh, I don't think anyone can argue otherwise. No. Um, on that sort well, of thing. There's, there's a few people, but it's, they all don't have profile photos on the Facebook. Oh, so. are they those ones that the, the the paid trolls? I understand this could be a second job for me. Is that there, there, there's a gig out there to be a paid troll? Is that right? Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Then they they start by saying things like, um, "Oh, sorry for your loss, Josh," and then they go into. Uh, uh, a rant about what liberals doing, and I'm like, and I always write back to them with a very um, poignant, um, strong message. So, 
It's Do a, the yeah. same, people. Oh, just Facebook don't. is very powerful right now. It sure is. It sure is. We'll talk about some good aspects of Facebook. Um, the Rebuild Upper Murray page is very easy to find. You just have to type in Rebuild Upper Murray. And can I say the GoFundMe page is actually, because I started before I, this turned into something that was going to span into however long it's going to span into. Yep. But um, the GoFundMe page is um, Kajiwar, um has burnt. Kajiwar has burnt. Very dramatic. <laughs> yeah, it is rather dramatic. But it, it is it's a very a dr- dramatic it, situation. It is a dramatic situation. I think you've uh, you've nailed it there. Yeah. Um, uh, Josh, I'm just looking at the Rebuild Upper Murray page on yep. uh, Facebook, and there are we were talking about gigs before yep. um, and fundraisers. There's the Rebuild Upper Murray Strongman Fundraiser. Yeah, so they're not been, not all of them have been put. There's 20 of them all together, but they're not up on the page. So if you send through that, you're doing an event for um, towards um, funding for the Rebuild Upper Murray project. Um, you just need to send them what the gig is, and they'll put it up on the event page as well. But there's ones in Yak, Belgrave. They're everywhere. Oh, my God. Like, I don't even know how many there is anymore. But um, when it comes to musicians, you know, they're, they're um, well... They're a pretty honest bunch, so I know that um, I know so many. I work with so many yep. of them. My whole job is making film clips for musicians. So, um, and you wouldn't believe it; they never negotiate with con- with um, with uh, rates. It's just uh, something. To, it's just an un- unbelievable thing that people that have to fight so hard for money do so much other people that don't have money yeah it is know. well it's a, it's it's not an uncommon uh story that's being told there with uh, the people with the least give the most it's a, it's a way too common story yes uh yeah we can't rely on the upper end of town yeah um and sadly uh you know our federal governments and things like that so i urge people to uh check out if that you know that's one a very easy way of supporting these communities Enjoy an afternoon or an evening of beautiful live music and uh, and your ticket entry. There'll probably be raffles and things going on. Yep. And Football those... clubs. We've had a um, women's football, AFL club. They're running a thing on Wednesday. How fast is that? Tomorrow, they're running an event to sell it, to um, push the fun, our fundraiser for this, for this stuff. Oh, terrific. Murray. That's um, it. Yeah, so cheers to be at all the legends. I seem to have been... Um, tagged with that, I must have said it too many times or something. But cheers a bit, cheers um, to all the legends in the um, in Kajiwar in the Upper Murray that are uh, fighting a very, very, very um, unwinnable fight, really. Yes, it is. Uh, it's quite remarkable. And I, look, I really admire um, the work you've done here, Josh, uh, for your, you. new, your new community here. And uh, I've seen the stories that you've been posting up about individual um, township members and, uh, and, and detailing some of the things they've been up to yeah. uh, and all that sort of thing. So um, I'm so sure they're very blessed to have you up there. There's so many types of communities, Phil. There's, there's my little community and then there's Australia as a community and then there's the world as a community. You know, there's a whole planet as a community. There's musicians as a community. And um, when we align, that's when the power happens. So Absolutely. Power to yeah. the people. Absolutely. Yeah. Older as the saying is, it's... Yeah, it is. Josh, thank you very much for joining us uh, on Community Radio 3MDR, your old stomping ground, so to speak. Um, Well, you know I have to start start the end of the Lion Festival. Oh, there you go, in Belgrave Town. Fabulous stuff. So, um, CJ and Brent, we did that. Yeah. Oh, fantastic, Josh. Another whole uh, selfless uh, amount of work 
put in there. Absolutely. Well, five hundred hours right there. Where <laughs> would we? Where would the world be without our creative types, Josh? Oh, um, probably uh, a politician. Doesn't doesn't bear thinking about uh, in <laughs> my mind. Um, so look, we we would love to have a chat. Um, and uh, keep this conversation going, uh, Josh, over, over coming days and weeks. Yep. Uh, and things, yeah, sorry about the mix-up. We were having to chat with you uh, earlier this morning on the Imaginary Friend Show, but um, ah, no glad that... I uh, we was asleep for the first time, probably. We've so. got this sorted. So perhaps we could tee up uh, for next Tuesday morning now that I've got the correct number to dial. Just call and me whenever you want. If you're uh, av- available for a chat, that'd be fantastic. We don't want to, uh, you know, get in the way of things. We know you've been uh, tirelessly busy um, uh, since the fire tore through the uh, the township of Kajua and the Upper Murray region. Yep. Um, and we know that you've got an awful lot of work ahead for you and your community members as well. And things. So we wish you uh, all the very best. And uh, if there's any way um, we can help out here as a community broadcaster with, uh, you know, fundraiser event promotions um, and things like that, it may not necessarily just be uh, for the Upper Murray region, but for all the affected areas. I know uh, people are putting on gigs and things. Um, Like, I don't care where the money goes as long as it's getting to the community fast. And um, just another one other thing I'd love to say is that big. Check where your stuff is going because there's so many places um, and and not just people level, more at the um, proper organisational or what's meant to be the organisational level of stuff going and not making it to anywhere. So in Kalangada, for instance, there's just like nearly a warehouse full of stuff that's not going anywhere. Is that uh, is that because they're struggling to get transport? And, um... It would be because of that. It's also... They deem it's not safe. Um, oh, is this for road access and things like that? No, this is worse. This is like fresh uh, food um, being delivered. So some was delivered to Kajiwa, for instance, and um, they were told, oh, you shouldn't be eating that. Yeah, you, um, you might get sick, and, and that's a, a liability. And, and everyone was just like, we don't care. <laughs> we need food. That's it, because there, there's consequences of not eating too, isn't there? There's um, probably worse than... Yeah. Um, than that, but most of the food that are getting sent are long lastings. Um, just in the last couple of days, fresh food has started to get get through. Yep. Um, obviously, you don't want to be sending seafood. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, but yeah, that's common but... sense, and people that are doing this have common sense. I do know uh, that. Uh, yeah, we've had uh, our local CFA. Um stations down here in the Dandenong Ranges uh, like Coldstream and um, Belgrave and Upper Ferntree Gully did open up their doors for donation drives of goods. Yep. They were totally overwhelmed. Yeah, everyone um, is. With uh, car loads, van loads of cereals oh, and good. toiletries and all those sorts of things. And they did have to ultimately shut their doors uh, yeah. um, just because they were at capacity. There was nowhere to store this. And then they had to organise the, um, the transport and uh, things, and I know some was going down to uh, Bairnsdale at the Relief Centre down there, which I'm, I'm assuming is distributing through e- the East Gippsland region. Yep. And I think is Wangaratta and Wodonga also have got um, yeah. uh, yep. storages, and hopefully those, uh, and that's up your area. Yeah, that's, that's definitely, that's close to Wodonga's our, our town. Our biggest town. Yeah, there. so hopefully um, those are getting, uh, those food parcels and, uh, and essential items are getting through now too. I guess, I guess, and I heard something about um, uh, Andrew saying, um, stop donating stuff, um, don't donate stuff. And I do, uh, I, I see why people are uproared about that, but I, all, I also see that money is liquid. So 
if you, money's going to the right place and can um, buy whatever whatever's needed exactly at that current time, yep, it's an extremely powerful medium to give support. Um, it's just how you make sure, just make sure, be vigilant that it's going to where how it's going to get to that community as fast as possible. Yeah, um, it's not always the big guys because they do have paid people. So that's all I'm saying. It's just the donations are amazing. They'll become really useful in a couple of um, weeks and months. Absolutely, of goods. But right now, it needs to be liquid, and that's why um, Alex um, Sustainability Accounts was so powerful because they just all got opened up, and we could just access access the to exact cash things yeah. straight away from all like. I'm talking, we have people coming from Shepparton. When generators run out in Wodonga, we've got drivers coming going, and going to Shepparton to go get five more generators. Like, yep. Kind of thing. That's, so anyway, that's, that's, um, that's the power. That's what I've seen from the inside. I had no idea what happens in this sort of st- stuff four days ago. And my mind has got so much insight to it now, so... Yeah, remarkable. I hope stuff. I can share that with you as much as possible. Yeah, so. well, we'll uh, we'd love to have a chat with you um, uh, in coming days, uh, yep. Josh. Um, just about progress and yep. uh, and how things are going along. And uh, as we all know, it is going to be a very, very, very long road for weeks, yep. months, and uh, and years for these uh, fire affected communities. I did find I did hear that two hundred houses have been lost altogether. <laughs> 200 houses and I think yeah some of the you know some some places are yet to be um, sort of looked at yeah um, so yep. there's no doubt and uh, the fire season is in its early days uh, as well, well so. we've actually got um, so our house we had a guy living on our property um, for the season because he was part of the fire team um, the um, dwelt team the bushfire fighters yep um, and he um, so I talked to him every couple of days He's just such a bloody legend. Um, he literally, um, he, he taught how he talked about the fire in um, uh, Tintildra, Thalgla, some of the other little towns up near us. Yep. He was, I mean, they nearly all lost their lives. That's how close it was to being, that's how big, like 40 metre high fires they're fighting. It's crazy, um, isn't it? And, uh, what's that, sorry? I'll say it's it's crazy. Yeah, and he, he was like, um, I said, oh, look, I, I can sort you out some accommodation because um, you can't live with us anymore, like, at these other places. And he was like, look, man, I just want to stay at Kajiwal because it can't burn again because there's nothing. Um, and all those little towns that haven't burnt yet are all in risk, everything. Mm. So why are you sipping a little, cafe, uh, little latte at a coffee shop? Just, like, talk about it, share it with as many people as you can. Like, it can't be lost right now. We need to... Um, have as much momentum as possible. All right, absolutely. Well, we'll keep the conversation going, Josh. Thanks, mate. So, yeah, thank you very much for uh, your time today and sharing your experiences and uh, talking about the uh, rebuild Upper Murray. And uh, I urge people to get on uh, on the wonders of the internet and uh, check out uh, the page that's been set up for Rebuild Upper Murray. A uh, lot of great information, a lot of harrowing info, uh, pictures and uh, and footage and things, as have come from other areas as well. Josh, um, the internet has been uh, uh, full of uh, a lot of graphic images and uh, and these sorts of stories as well. And there's a long road to travel um, yeah. uh, uh, as yet. So uh, we hopefully will be able to get through all that. And, yeah, uh, our page will show local stories and stuff. Like it'll just keep happening. Like. 
I've got lots of camera people up there with their phones, just sending the videos and showing what's going on so people can know. Yeah, terrific. All right, so we urge people to get on the internet. Be vigilant, but uh, don't stop donating. Um, the financial uh, donations are the most useful at the moment. For those that have uh, did stock up and couldn't get to their local CFAs in the Dandenong Ranges, don't despair. Hold on to those goods because they will be needed and they will be able Absolutely. to be collected and distributed in uh, in coming weeks and months. Um, and uh, I'm pretty sure most people are pretty clever about that, Josh, and buying uh, you know uh, non-perishable items and the cereals and tin goods and long life milks and things like that that uh, that'll that'll I'm sure come in need as, uh, down the track that's right no problem terrific good on you Josh take care and uh, we look forward to catching up with you again and uh, as you continue through this journey thanks mate terrific thank you thanks.